0: Uh, it is such a great time to be here and, you know, as I've been speaking around, we've been uh, on the road for the last eight weeks, I've just come to realize that every speaker has their favorites and I think I must say that this is one of my favorite uh, congregations to speak to. It is good to be here. <laughs> uh, As we turn to the book of Deuteronomy and as you reach into your phone so that you can read along with me, I just want to say uh, I'm so, so humbled to be here this morning. And I must say that this church is really, really blessed with an incredible leadership. And uh, I really thank God for Todd and the entire staff for making this possible. Um, I want to invite you for A word of prayer, and we are going to take the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes to share a little bit from the book of Deuteronomy. Why don't you bow for a word of prayer with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we can sit under your feet and be taught by the great teacher, the Holy Spirit. God, we know that you are speaking to us, and you are continuing to do great things, Lord, in this morning. We pray that, God, you will speak to every one of us here this morning. That God, even despite me speaking, you will have a way of speaking to each and every one of them in a language that they best understand. In Jesus' name I pray. I find the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy which means the second law, I find it very fascinating. In this book we see Moses retelling the teachings and the events of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. And here Moses includes uh, a little of um, a review of the 10 commandments and we see Moses giving a farewell address here to a younger generations of Israel trying to remind them of something very important which I want all of us to remember this morning as they are about to enter the promised land and possess the land that they have been waiting for so long Moses kind of tells them, guys, I want you to pause for a little bit. I know we've been waiting to do this thing for so long. We've been waiting to enter the promised land for so long, but I want you to just breathe and think through. And I like this book of Deuteronomy because some scholars call it the book of Jesus because we see Jesus quoting so many verses from the book of Deuteronomy, especially where we're going to read uh, from chapter six to chapter eight. We see Jesus quoting numerous times uh, verses from this portion of scripture. So it must be so, so important. And that's why I find this book extremely fascinating. And this is what Moses tells the Israelites in chapter eight, verse one to 10. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land that the Lord swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember, if you have a really book, Bible, you can underline that or highlight on your phone. And you shall remember the whole way the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your foot did not swell these forty years. Nor then in your heart that, as man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So you, sh- you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. A land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of of whose hills you can dig copper. Have named this talk this morning, Remembering Your Journey. I believe, like, God had to walk with the Israelites from the land of slavery to the promised land. God has a journey with each and every one of us that is so unique to every one of us. And God wants us to remember that journey. But as you know, as human beings, we forget things. I am terrible in remembering things. Thank God for wives. My wife is always reminding me to remember. I don't know how you remind somebody to remember. My wife can give me a shopping list of one item to buy. And as I am walking out she will uh, she will say, "Honey, remember not to forget." And I found that to be a little odd when we got married 10 years ago. But as time has gone by I've realized that it is I've given her reason to believe. That I will forget. (laughs) A story is told of two couples having a good summer afternoon, and one of the husbands turns to his friend Mike and says, Hey, Mike, I hear you've been going to the hearing clinic, I mean, the uh, memory clinic. How is it going? And Mike says, Fantastic. The new science that they are teaching about remembering things is amazing. I can't believe how easily I remember things now. It is crazy. And his friend says, That's amazing. I think I could use the same, because my memory has been so bad. So I said, what is the clinic that you've been going to? Uh, because I would like to check them out. And Mikey's brain went blank, and it's like... <laughs> then he's like, uh, what's, the, what's the name of that uh, flower that has a long stem and very sharp thorns? And so you you mean the rose? I said, that is it. Then he turned into the direction of his wife and shouted, Hey, Rose! What's the name of that clinic I've been going to? (laughs) All of us have had our memories fail us sometimes. And we forget important dates. We forget anniversaries. But don't forget the, uh, the wedding anniversary. That would be so bad. You need to do everything. You cannot forget that. We forget things. The worst of all is forgetting where God has walked us from, how God is faithfulness has been on our lives. That would be the worst uh, thing to forget or memory failure that you can ever have. But as I've come to live with my wife and be reminded over and over again, I've realized what she means. What she means is do that which is in your power to make sure that you don't forget. You can forget, yes, but we have Ways that we can remind ourselves. Put stick notes on your phone, on your your computer, on your desk, on your car, so that you don't forget the important things. And I think that's what uh, Moses is trying to tell the young generation of Israel as they are about to enter the promised land and saying, wait a minute, you guys are anxious. I understand it's been too long waiting for this promised land. But I want you to do this. I want you, verse 2 says, you shall remember the whole way the Lord uh, your God has led you. These 40 years, you shall remember. And the reason why you should remember is because there there have been lessons out of this journey. It wasn't just a journey. It was a journey to teach you some very, very important things. And that thing was to humble you. God wanted to test and find out what was in your heart. He wanted to know that actually you have what it takes to enjoy his blessings, to enjoy the promised land. So he tested you, and you have to remember that. But what does remembering really mean in this case? I don't think what Moses is telling them is just to recall things or to bring things into their awareness. All he's telling them is to focus on, on what the Lord has taught them, to reflect on God's faithfulness and love, to remember how the old generation was disciplined and how God's wrath came upon them out of their rebellion, to focus on the truth of God, and to devote themselves to the lessons learned. So I want to share with you three things that I would urge you and encourage you to remember this morning. There are many things that you could, but I just want you to remember this. I want you to remember that in your journey, the same way God walked with the children of Israel, that God is the only one who provides. We do all different things here to put food on the table, to clothe ourselves, to give a living to our families, but I want you to remember today that it is God that provides he alone provides, and God made the Israelites to fully depend on him while wandering in the desert, and his reason was not to break their spirits and um, make them mad, no, or make them slaves. He wanted to free them, to save them from the spirit that could later ruin them, the spirit of self-reliance and self-thinking you know, thinking that we can do it on ourselves. And one thing that I would like to remind you on on, on God is provision. There are two truths that I want you to remember. That God may choose to provide in a way that is different than your expectation. We pray and ask God to provide to us, but the way he chooses to do that, it is upon him. Number two, another thing that you need to remember about God is provision. Sometimes you ask God for material things, you ask him for tangible things, but God gives himself to you instead of giving you the things you're asking for. But you know, as human beings, sometimes we want the things. Whereas in in truth, all we need is more of God in us. God provides. Number two, I want you to remember that it is God who protects. Moses doesn't want the Israel to forget and be uh, be proud, thinking that they did that on their own. That they walked and they, they, they remained safe on, on their own in the, in the desert. He reminds them that it is God who protected them. He tells them, your clothing did not wear out on you and, on, and your foot did not swell those 40 years. I know some of you can say, oh yeah, I have suits from 40 years ago. And you, I can identify with that. That's That's different. You, those, those, those suits from 40 years ago, they're in your closet, nicely pressed and with the two covers on them. This, this, this one's here, yeah, they wore them every day with their sweats every day and they never wore. And they walked every day without driving and their feet did not swell. To pro- prove how God is faithful and how God protects them. Here is what God wants to remind us this morning, that every victory, every success that we encounter, that we experience, every barrier that we overcome, we do that by his power. You can remember the time you were so sick and things were so bad, and you can say, I got the best doctor, and that's why I'm here today, but that's not the, the whole truth. It is God. God. It's God who protects. And lastly, I want you to remember as you go out of this sanctuary this morning that God indeed keeps his promises. He keeps his promises. I've seen God keep promises over my life. Growing up in a very little village in Kenya, life was not easy. And when I decided to give my life to Christ at the age of 14, after a 14 14-year-old Uh, classmate invited me to receive Christ. That changed everything. When I started trusting God and telling God what do you want me to do with my life? What story? What journey do you want me to walk with you? Instead of questioning him and asking why do you keep allowing these things to happen to me? I've seen God keep his promises. God told me and I believe that he was just talking to me when he said that I know the plans I have for you. There are plans to prosper you and not harm you. There are plans to give you a future and a hope. I took that personally and I believed that God was taking me places and God was doing great things in my life. And the same thing Moses is telling the children of Israel, is telling them, you are about to, it is true, yes, the, law, the land that God is bringing you into is a good land, is a land of brooks, of water, fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills. This is a good land, you've been waiting for it. I know it's, it, it has sounded like a, a promise and a promise for 39 years, but it now actually it's about to happen. It is about to happen. Just calm down. God keeps his promises. I don't know what promises that you feel that God has given you and have been waiting for so long and you feel like you're about to give up. I want to remind you this morning that indeed, God does keep his promises. It's my prayer this morning that as you look back in your journey, how God has been working with you as an individual, how God has protected you over the years, how God has provided for you over the years, that this remembrance will bring you into a different kind of embrace to God A different kind of realization and zeal for God that you will say, God, I really thank you for taking me through this journey and I appreciate and want to follow you. As I finish, I want to pray with you and if you feel like God is strongly putting something in your heart, is bringing something in your heart that he wants you to remember, that you will give it to him and say, God, help me use these lessons for your glory. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you for speaking to us this morning. That God, we should remember of your provision. That we should remember of your protection and of your promises. The Lord, you are a God who cares for us so much. And that's why you always keep teaching us and drawing us near to you. And this morning, Lord, we draw near to you. For we know that there's nothing that matters other than your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.